Okay, hang on. Now that we're still waiting for Ashley, I'm going to go and get my glass of water because otherwise I'm going to be clearing my throat mm-hmm. all the time, which cool. I hear myself doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the washroom again because okay. <laughs> I have problems. <laughs> yeah, I'll if be I'm back. tied to my laptop and my headphones, I can't really do much, so I'm just going to yeah. do it now. Okay. Hello. Ashley just got Hello. here, guys. Everyone okay, stay. Everybody else we'll, be back. <laughs> we'll be right back. What are we leaving for? <laughs> Because you showed up. Oh, that's hurtful. <laughs> well, no, what do they like, have to do? Veronica was like, I need a glass of water. And then Beth was like, I'm going to use the wet room. And I'm like, I'll just eat my bread. Oh, I'm going to go to the washroom too. Okay, I'll be back. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing Angus does is he gets real mad when I get home. I get snubbed for a little bit. And then he just lays yeah. on top of me forever. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you will not leave yes. again because I'm not getting <laughs> off of you. <laughs> Cat purrs are good for um, anxiety, depression, and period cramps. Period, period cramps. Yeah, they're like, it's like, <laughs> oh, no, it's at the same thing. time. <laughs> it's like, go get a cat. Have them lay on <laughs> you, and then, like, I used to put treats on my stomach so the cat would come lay on me, <laughs> and then you'd so... stay there. Why didn't you tell me this purr. like three days ago? That would have been. I didn't know. I'm sorry. So... useful information. Oh yeah, Dave. Dave is here, you guys. So uh, instead of uh, getting, he's fine. So instead of getting might all, you're saying that guys should like go out and get a new cat. <laughs> yes. When things are yes. not great during this also, particular time in the month. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Cats. Pickles. Macaroni and cheese and pickles. <laughs> no, that's terrible, Beth. I'm sorry. <laughs> not at the. Not together. Oh, not okay. Together. Not together. Weren't we actually going to start this thing, though? Yeah, I was going to do the normal countdown, and then we can start talking about whatever we want. So without further ado, five, four, three, two, and one. Hello, world, here's a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Hello, everybody. Thanks for the sniffle. Welcome back to the happy hour. Uh, I am David Auger at MetalDave01 on Twitter, and I am joined, as always, by Veronica. I am Veronica at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And Ashley, who is very busy. I am very busy, but I'm trying to be quiet about it. Um, And I am at A-L-O-U-R on Twitter. And Beth. Hi, I'm Beth, and I am at E-L-I-Z-A underscore b-e-t-h on twitter i don't know why that was funny (laughs) you were like hi Uh, (laughs) we just started talking no it was great i I love you were super excited to be here yeah i'm very excited to be i have lots to say good there's we can all say without um any question that today was a good day it was for the habs and apparently it's it was met with some universal acclaim i can't think of one person well and actually now i can and <laughs> thank you tina for listening to the podcast and Hi, complaining tina, yes thanks for listening and uh you were the sole person i found on twitter complaining about having a press conference about the ahl coach hiring <laughs> the audacity the audacity but again thank you tina for your listening your patronage and uh your opinions which are always valued by us at the happy hour thank you so much now, Thanks. with that being said, I guess the only segue I have at the moment, despite I have other things to talk about, 
The main thing to talk about today is Joel Bouchard being named the head coach of the Laval Rocket. Um, it was it's been predicted for weeks now. Uh, he was the head coach of Armada. We spoke about him, I think, yeah, for the past two podcasts. Uh, we uh, have been talking about this guy, and now we got him. This salt and pepper man that will now head. Salt and pepper fox. Mm-hmm. Yes, that <laughs> will head all, the bench. We're collecting them behind Laval. Exactly, <laughs> it's something I mentioned on Twitter today because we're just like oh. they're just gobbling them up. Good. I missed everything. It's okay. I wonder when Anderson Cooper will. Uh, I know. The organization. Oh, oh, oh yeah. God. Oh my God. It'd be, <laughs> be a lovely addition to the Montreal yeah. media. We could be you, both. Could you imagine him? And informed. Could you imagine him being like a Kyle Bukakis? Yes, I can't <laughs> imagine that. I think I will. That would be great, and him doing like the uh, the mid uh, the intermission interviews with players and whatnot. Oh my god! Oh, could because you he's imagine? hilarious. He is. Somebody get a mop because I so melted funny. into a puddle. Oh. <laughs> I was real nervous about where that was going for a minute. <laughs> I'm not that bad. I'm Feral. Not yeah. Okay. I'm like one of the neatest people around. I'm just, I just kidding, don't cook. Dave. No. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna okay. get defensive about it. So there. That's that joke just went over your head, but I love you and you're pretty. Wow. It, it's true. Wow. Wow. I'm just gonna see it. I so, appreciate all of you complete, very much. Complete, complete coaching staff overhaul. Yes. For um, sure. Some insider info for the draft coming up now where we have that abundance of picks in the second round, and now we have so some insider picks. info for the Q players. Kind of exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. Quality <laughs> moves by yeah. Mark, I and, think. Who's um, writing? That one's not me. Who's I'm not I? writing. I'm not writing. Who's writing? writing? Uh, not me. I'm not writing. I'm, I'm not writing. I'm, I'm, not writing either. I'm stirring soup. That's what it was. I thought somebody had a cowbell. Yeah. But they were I don't have jingling. that. Where's the cowbell coming from? Whose fault is this? I don't hear a cowbell. Maybe I it's me. To point out that I'm the only one staying on track so far. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to. <laughs> um I like that it took less than a month for um them to say change is coming and then change to start happening and within I guess is it two weeks of the first changes when when were all the other um yeah I think it's like it's been about two weeks since uh the Ducharme announcement yeah what I really liked about Hmm. this week was um with uh Monsieur Joel Bouchard is that he you know he I think it's a second year in a row that he's taken his team to the finals. Mm -hmm. And he, when he gave his, first of all, when he gave his end of season press conference, uh, the Armada made an announcement prior to the presser that he was not going to be answering questions about the Habs. Oh, that's good. Of course, he was asked questions about the Habs. But he refused to answer them. And I, I sort of loved the way that he went about it, um, you know, in a very classy manner and just sort of saying, 
I'm here to talk about my guys and how far they've come and they deserve to have the spotlight on themselves right now. We're not talking about me. And he just refused. That it, it sort of pissed me off that they kind of kept insisting on asking him because like, why are you there? Are you there to talk about the Armada or are you there to, you know, get your scoop for Habs fans? So yeah. I like the way that he did that. And further, I like that um, they waited two days to make the announcement because it's not like, they made the announcement immediately the day after his postmortem, uh, like they couldn't wait to do it. They waited an extra day. I sort of thought that was really classy. I like it too. Mm-hmm. And I think in the in the article that the Habs Twitter page posted or from the Habs website, they said that there was there were some things that had to be hashed out before they made the announcement. So that might have factored into that. But I agree, I do like that that was a thing, the two days. And I was kind of surprised, too, I suppose, because he was also the GM of the Armada. Um, and incidentally, he mentioned today that he's still going to stay close to the Armada. So what that's going to be interesting. Maybe that's what they were talking about there. But um, uh, damn it. Lost my train of thought. Um. Oh, what I thought was interesting was that they, a lot of the speculation over the past few days was that he was going to somehow take a front office position with the Habs, like some sort of, you know, Rick Dudley type role, because he'd be qualified for that, you know, but why would anybody think that? And why would anybody speculate on that after the Habs already said Rick Dudley's not going to be replaced as such? So there was a lot going around about what he might be doing where what always made sense was that he <clears throat> he would be coaching the Rocket. I think that the um, the speculation might be that they maybe expected him to want a position. Right. Uh, with the with the major league team with the major league part of the organization and not just the AHL. Um, but listening to him today during the um, during the presser, he he's really passionate about yes. working with yeah. the younger players. Like it's it's heartwarming. Um, I have other things to say, but I want to let Veronica finish her thoughts. <laughs> no, well, what what more sort of what you were saying, Beth, and how passionate he is, and how much he sort of just can't wait to dive in. It didn't seem like he would want to would have wanted any other role and in this case as well because he's now only quote-unquote only going to be the coach you know he can really dive into that and I think it's really exciting and he's going to be working with Alexander Lin as well which is pretty cool eventually but um, you know I think Dave knows this but in my line of work we Mm -hmm. um, we look for people the right people to fit into the right jobs in different organizations. And in the case of Ducharme and in the case of uh, Joël Bouchard is those are called stretch roles where, you know, it's a step up from what they were doing before um, in a way like Ducharme went directly to the NHL from the AHL from his team Canada uh, coaching job with the under 18s, I believe it is. And then Joel Bouchard goes from the Armada to the Rocket. Like it's their promotions. 
um, both of those guys have been quite effusive in their sentiment that they are very honored to be with the organization that they've grew up sort of cheering for. But um, it's kind of, uh, I mean, it is quote unquote a stretch role for both of them. However, uh, how well deserved are these, you know, placements or these nominations and they're, they're brilliant hockey guys. Right. And that was one complaint that I did see today, Dave. And that was the sort of bullshit. um, Are they the best guys or is it just because they speak French? Well, speaking (laughs) French helps. Speaking French helps because you, you know, I do get it because the fans, the majority of the, the majority of the fan base, I would wager at least the majority of the fan base of Montreal is francophone and they want to get their news in firsthand in French. And I get it. It's not necessarily communicating with the players because I believe that the majority of the players on all of the teams probably don't speak French, but in this case, it's, it was just the best guys. Yeah, there's um these two uh, pickups with the uh, Duchamp and Bouchard. Uh, they are yeah, they're incredible uh, players. They have international experience. They have uh, local experience, which is through the roof. I mean, with Duchamp alone, I feel that I am right when I say that he's won three Memorial Cups, or at least he's had three uh, appearances. If that's the right championship, actually, over with the Mooseheads. Yes, um, but. He has coached some of the current top end talent that we see in the NHL. And of course, the big connection with the Habs currently is that he coached uh, Drouin when he was a when he was a kid. Yep. So he's going to know all that uh, wealth of knowledge there. Now, as for Bouchard, uh, there's not an immediate <clears throat> a connection, at least, you know, a strict player, player to player and whatnot. But uh, Bouchard, I mean... It, it, Everything that you read about the guy and what he's been able to do with the Armada is exemplary. You can't fault him for being an excellent coach. He's well-respected from everybody that uh, I could find articles and uh, talking about him, scouts, uh, uh, players mm-hmm. themselves, and everything. So, uh, so, And I go- love his fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is a very animated person. It's, it's really fun to watch. Like Beth and I were watching uh, the Facebook Live video uh, from the, the Laval Rocket uh, when they had the press conference with uh, uh, Bergevin, and it was, a, it was a treat. Oh, my God, those mm-hmm. guys. If, if, they, if you saw them both They're at a friends. bar, they would be burning that place down. <laughs> they are an They're outrageous BFS. duo. You should, if, if you haven't, Definitely try to find the video of that press conference because um, the majority of it is in French. And, of course, uh, my French, when I'm listening to it, I can't get sentences out of that stuff. But whenever they switched to English, there was one segment where they were talking about um, somebody asked uh, – yeah, somebody asked uh, uh, Bouchard and they said – what memories from playing with Mark uh, do you have that are the best memories? And Bouchard was like, oh, boy. And then Bergevin <laughs> was like, oh, I got a story. And then, yeah. <laughs> like, didn't miss a beat. He had a story. And it was it was funny. It was it was pretty good stuff. So um, if you get the chance to uh, catch that, I highly recommend it. But uh, uh, that kind of got off track for what I wanted to end on in saying that um, getting these these two guys, yes, they're bilingual. They speak French and English. That should in no way... Uh, diminish uh, the wealth of knowledge that they really possess because they are incredibly intelligent people and like if anybody can name me a strictly English 
like junior coach or AHL level coach that the Habs should have picked up, name them. You know, they always say, well, is these the rest guys? Well, name somebody better, please. Well, I was just going to say, Dave, like, I think before all these changes happen, when they said we're going to make some big changes in this offseason, um, these were the names I saw people throwing out there as their, if I had a choice, from, this is who I would yeah, pick. From day one. Um, exactly. And so for the Habs to actually go out and get these ones, I'm, I'm happy that I've mostly just seen people happy with these choices because it really it really does seem if you look at the list of credentials like you guys have talked about already that these guys come with I don't see how there would have been a better fit out there for this organization at this point for all of those different roles they had to fill so it's just um kind of exciting to see maybe everybody on the same page for once that you know these are the people that fans wanted obviously these are the people that organization wanted and these are the places these people wanted to be. So it's kind of cool to see it all come together like that. And so quickly, like Beth mentioned. Oh, yes. It's it's not, it's not. been six weeks that we've been away from the regular season. And look at these huge changes that have happened already. Mm-hmm. Um, and one can more. somebody tell me? Yeah. Sorry. Go this Dave. is going to be really quick. Uh, both of these guys, they have been coaching kids for like the majority of their careers. It in both mm-hmm. like uh, their local leagues and the international leagues. Like I said, they're all 18 and unders or 20 and unders, and that's going to be great moving forward because we're going to have a ton of youth coming into the organization very quick, and that's all I wanted to say. So the question, first of all, I wanted to say I've got Dominic Ducharme's wiki page up. He has only missed the playoffs once. Wow. Um, Halifax Mooseheads in 2012 President's Cup semifinal Mooseheads in 2013, Memorial Cup champs. Mooseheads in 2014, President's Cup semifinal. 2015, President's Cup quarterfinal, so not as good a year. Following year, they missed the playoffs. And then in 2017, President's Cup first round and with the uh, Drummondville Voltigeurs. And in this year, uh, the President's Cup second round. Oh, so I was completely wrong about that. I thought you had like three championships. Well, probably three appearances then. That's where I got mixed up. Yeah. Perhaps. Oh, yeah. My bad. Only missed the playoffs one time as a coach. And that, um, I have to say it, there's one, there's another coach in the past in the Montreal Canadiens organization in the very recent past who's only missed the playoffs one time. Uh, Okay, so the question that I had was Dominic Ducharme and does anybody know um, if he and Bouchard, what their availability was previously? Like, was it this year that their contracts ended and it just sort of was like kismet? That is a great question. I don't know. Um, I did some Googling um, on Bouchard before today before the podcast and it is very hard to find things out about this man <laughs> like it is he is He's so private he is ve- he is very private like his wikipedia page <laughs> doesn't tell you anything about his family there's he does not have a personal life section at all He's um, a like hockey most robot. guys usually don't yeah some some of i mean some of them do that i found but you should try um, to google.ca what the what Contract availability? No. Oh, no, no. Is that what CA means? No, it no. was a good guess, though. No, no. Google dot CA, the Canadian Google. Oh, oh Google. Oh, I Google that CA, and I'm I like contract Google availability. That CA, not I was really Google fast. Dot CA. Ooh. 
I was just using the app. Sorry, Dave. Anyways. You just didn't enunciate. I'm sorry. This is a tough room. <laughs> anyway, I just finished my soup, so now I'll be speaking clearer from now on. No. no. I... Why does everybody eat during this podcast? Yeah, yeah I'm not eating. I have what? not once eaten during this podcast. Okay. <laughs> where the good, where the good eggs? Are. I thought Here, it was getting That's away. true. Here's what happened tonight, and this is going to be a huge. You know, veering left here. I had a soccer game at 7.30. That oh, ended yeah. at, like, around 8.30-ish. So I had Did to you like, win? Uh, we tied, actually. Three goals in the second half to tie it up, thank God. Oh, wow. They had this one kid on their team that was a huge ringer. Jesus. But anyway, so 8.30, I'm driving home. I get home, like, around 9 o'clock. So I, I get showered, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm starving. So I run out, get some food, run back, and here I am. You made it. Yeah, you no, did it. I'm proud it. of you. Did it. Yay. Thanks, guys. Yay. <laughs> so about the contract stuff, oh, my God, I won't even know where to start to try and find that information. Um, Because I remember when I was trying to look up information just on the Armada, Armada in general, uh, it was not very easy. <laughs> no. So I have zero and info. For, uh, to be honest, this is before this year, I'd never even heard about the Armada. Same. That's an admission that I'm making right now. I heard about them in passing, but if anyone was to ask me yeah. what like their players <laughs> were, who the hell knows? Honestly, I, I I don't have enough time to fit that into my hobby. I wish I did, but I don't um, sort of follow the prospects and have a hard time coming up with names. And if I hear that they're getting called up, then I bone up on them, but not prior to that. The only reason I knew anything about them is because I follow some people on Twitter that follow them very closely. So that's the only reason I know anything right. about them. Um, are we still talking about contracts? I was Googling nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing's happening, though. So feel Same. free to move on. Okay. So, I mean, I have, it's still about Bouchard. It's just things that I wanted to say about what he said during the press conference, if that's cool. Mm-hmm. Say them. Okay. Yeah. So, I still haven't had a time to hear or watch the whole thing. Um, he, this is mostly from the English parts because my French is not the greatest. Um, but the way he spoke about working with the players in the AHL, and I know not all of them are kids, mm-hmm. but um, the way he talked about working with those players and how. They need to be good in the AHL, but they need to be good if they get called up as well. They need to be ready. Um, he said things that he he has to he has to expect himself to change for the players, and and condition himself to the players, and not have the players condition themselves to his style. Yes, I heard that and I loved it. Um, he said that he can work with a player um, and do different things, but at the end of the day, they're the ones holding the stick, and he. Um, and I took, I took that, (laughs) I took that to, I I took that to be a good thing, not where he's like, they're the holding the stick there to blame if this doesn't work. I took that to mean that they, they have their own way of doing things and he has to figure out along with the player how to make that work to be productive in the game. Um, how, how to make the connection between him and their brain and their hands and their feet and whatnot be good for the game and just a lot of the other comments he made which i didn't write down but just the way he talked about it it made me think about a a really 
a really good parent saying, I have to let my kid make their own mistakes so they can grow and learn Yes, as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just something that I immediately thought about when he was talking. And I thought that was really cool. It's something that I haven't seen a whole lot of um, in the hockey world. And maybe that's just because I don't watch a whole lot of press conferences. And I do watch some like post-game pressers and things like that. But um, it might just be lack of, because of lack of exposure. But it's something that I really enjoy. Um, I'm going to tell you guys a secret. <gasps> I'm going to tell everybody a secret. We'll keep it between us. Mm. <laughs> so it's okay. It's just, it's, it's a fan thing. Um, so I have, I do not have any children. I do not expect to have any children anytime soon. But I have a baby name picked out. And I've had this baby name picked out for a very long time. Um, the first name was what I was going to be named if I was a boy, uh, my mom was going to name me. And then the middle name, it comes from a hockey player that I really respect and admire. And the, the baby name, um, is, uh, Joel Gallagher. (gasps) And, um, I just, Angus loves it. (laughs) And (laughs) he gets excited whenever he hears Gallagher. Yes. (laughs) That's great. Um, I'm that is just, a great name. I'm really excited to see what uh, Bouchard does uh, with with the Rocket and and developing the players there. And I really hope that someday, if I have a son, that I can be like, yes, this became it. It, it became that I named my son after these two people from the Montreal Canadiens organization, and not just yeah. I liked the, I liked these names kind of thing that is really I'm cool, really cool. i really like we're that a secret. dog family <laughs> so <nice. laughs> we're a dog family and i've got to deal with my kids that when um well we just lost a dog recently um but so we're going to be in the market very soon for another mm-hmm. one we'll rescue somebody else's life mm-hmm. but um we i have always i have promised them that When the Habs win the Stanley Cup, whoever gets the game winner, like the cup-winning goal, we're going to get a dog and name it after him. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, what you were saying, Beth, about um, Joel Bouchard and how much you liked what he was saying about working with the young kids, uh, this afternoon I was listening to um, his interview with Mitch Melnick and what I really enjoyed about that was that he obviously speaks from the heart and he is very passionate and sort of really thoughtful in the things that he has to say. And he, he talked not, he spoke not only about um, working with the young kids and sort of his philosophy around working with them, but um, he also said working with the older players who want to get a crack at the NHL. And that's another sort of wrinkle in, in, his approach to coaching, which I thought was really cool. And it was sort of indicative to me that this, he wasn't given a bunch of canned quotes or like a little speech or talking points to talk about, because as we know, to appease the fan base, because as we know, the fans are all they care about is uh, how, how to work with the youth and the prospects. And, you know, after having sort of impugned Sylvain Lefebvre for all those years, um, he wasn't just going in there and saying a bunch of shit. 
like he was talking about how he feels and i i particularly liked that he took the time to mention the older quote-unquote players who are probably 23 or 24 but um you know and his philosophy about them too and and how to work with them so i think he takes a lot of pride in his sort of coaching psychology which i think is really important and he also mentioned culture and all of those other words but my by far my favorite part of what he said to melnick was that you know it's kind of a variation of what uh mark bergevin has said in the past and that is it's great to have guys who know how to move the puck it's you know skilled guys fast guys whatever whatever if you don't have the passion for the game I got no time for you kind of thing. And it's it's all about that. Honestly, like you're what you know the Vegas Golden Knights right now are the perfect example of this. And I can't remember uh last night one of the guys that I follow on Twitter made mention of, you know, everybody being so pissed off about Vegas having a good team. I, I pointed out this early this morning on Twitter that uh, shall we like how quickly we forget before the season started, the so-called experts thought that Vegas were going to be a joke. Oh, this yeah. was, I've been thinking about this for a while now, like ever since uh, the Vegas, <clears throat> ever since the Golden Knights got into the playoffs, just mm-hmm. uh, the blanket, um, you know, opinion that the Knights were going to be terrible. And I, of course, was part of that, uh, was part of that mentality thing that there's no way that Vegas is going to be, you know, that good, right? Granted, uh, my opinion has changed since then, but in particular, like Veronica, you were saying, um, before the season started, uh, I guess I'll have to say the word that a lot of the uh, the statistic-minded people, all the numbers guys, all the deep number guys, were pretty much saying that um, on paper this team is destined to fail. Well, I mean, case in point, the... Uh, mm-hmm. The Golden Knights, you know, are a huge deterrent to that uh, philosophy when it comes to sports and uh, at least when it comes to uh, hockey and uh, the advanced analytics. I'm not going to bash it uh, completely, but you can't you can't assume everything based on the numbers that have that are there, which is kind of hard to wrap my head around, actually. But Vegas Golden Knights took that took that thought and pretty much shattered it with their yeah. incredible premiere uh, season with the NHL. Yeah. Well, you guys know them. this is, that's, that's the drum I've been banging for years now is that mm-hmm. people completely discount the psychological aspect and mental aspect of this game when 100%. it plays a way bigger part than I think anybody really They're realizes. insulted if anybody talks about it. Yeah. And it just, I mean, we're human. They're not just little hockey robots out there playing their game according to your numbers there are people that have lives outside of this there's people there are people that read those things that you write about them and hear those things that you say about them and of course it affects the way that they operate and the way they play this game for you every night um so i think to hear um an incoming coach speak so passionately about that speak so um already in tune with that aspect of players and being open to um, teaching them in the way that they need to be taught since everybody learns differently. Um, It's nice to hear that kind of flexibility being mentioned. Um, But it also kind of brought up a memory of 
previous coaches that Mm -hmm. tended to dole out ice time as a reward for good play, which sounds that's what coaches do theory absolutely and it sounds in theory like a great practice but I actually don't know if I can think of something worse because if you're already feeling bad about yourself and now somebody else is telling you yep you did a shitty job and you're not allowed to try again it's just going to keep impacting and and uh, snowballing into something even worse and so I'm hoping that there's a trend shifting away from that in general, but especially in the Habs organization, because that's the one I care about the most. Um, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really hopeful with all the things that he had to say today that, that not only does he come with all these credentials, but he sounds like a pretty smart guy in how to work with people and not just hockey people. Does that and sense? that they could, yeah. And he could be groomed for a, another eventual promotion as well. But the thing that I really liked, uh, another thing that I really liked about it was that, you know, as we know, uh, or as we, so we think Mark Bergevin is kind of the, of the, of the sort of old school, uh, tough love mentality, which tough love does work. It does work in certain situations where, um, you can't let somebody kind of, uh, get away with kind of a diva sort of behavior and and that <clears throat> kind of thing and and it it is really important to um, be a good teammate and all sort of all all be on the same page at the same time and that is you know that goes again towards speaking of Bouchard and his philosophy and what the Vegas Golden Knights are doing it's like they they've got a mentality and when you're looking at if you if you looked at perfect teams, okay, you look at perfect teams, the 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 Habs of the seventies who won the cup all those years in a row. Um, yes, there was absolute skill there, but you there was also a mentality that went into it. And you're looking at if you look at Team Canada of the Olympics, Team Canada with uh, Shea Weber and Carey Price and Jonathan Taves and everything else, there is an abundance of skill there, but they go in there and they are determined and they're focused and they they have one purpose and nobody wants to shine because they're all stars and there's a humility and there's so much that goes into the chemistry of a winner that I I find that, you know, unfortunately I don't think that the, um, uh, this kind of success that the Knights are having, is sustainable and that's only because again like we talked about last time this kind of lightning in a bottle situation that's happened this year you never know because Gallant again is a great coach but um, I just think that uh, having a focus on the culture and the mentality even though it's a dirty word for so many people it's important like there's so many things that go into uh, a winning team and sort of consistency and all of that as I'm watching Alexander Ovechkin break his stick on uh, the goal post. Oh, yeah. Tampa Bay oh, yeah. ties the, ties the series. Netter. 2-2. Yikes. Oh, well. Just a FYI. More hockey for us. Um, anyway, that's that's pretty much. I, I'm, I'm excited about what uh, Bouchard has to bring. And um, I, I really sort of love the kind of bromance that he's got going on with Bridge Van. And I like that Bridge Van is, um, you know, 
there was sort of a lot of over the summer, over the summer, which hasn't even begun yet over the since like the end of the season and even prior to that sort of the notion that is he smart enough to understand that he made mistakes? Will he (laughs) like fuck off? Anyway, looks like he's hiring the right kind of folks and whether it's because he's afraid of losing his job or because he's realized from his past mistakes and organizational behavior dictates that when uh, you have a new system that you are looking after, you kind of, like you kind of have to make mistakes to learn from them. And uh, anyway, I see this all trending in the right direction. I think the other piece of that too, Veronica, is I know we were talking about those contracts and wondering like, were these guys available beforehand? Um, and and it kind of goes back to the same thing. Like Michelle Terrian was the coach and everybody wanted him gone and we needed him fired. And then before he started. Well, yes, <laughs> <laughs> but the second the next best available coach became available. Mm-hmm. Michelle Terrian was fired and that coach was hired. I think Mark Bergevin is very methodical in what he does. And I don't think he makes change for the sake of change. If he thinks he can make a change that will improve the organization, I think he'll jump all over it. And I feel like that's what we're kind of seeing now. I think, I think he probably knew the writing was on the wall for Lefebvre in the AHL, but perhaps mm-hmm. there was not an appropriate replacement that he felt was going to make the changes he wanted to see at the time. And now that one has probably become available, then he goes ahead and makes that change. And now look what we've got. So that's, that's my read on it. I mean, people can say what they want to say about him and whatnot, but I really feel like he's going to make the change that he thinks is going to best suit the organization and not just a change for the sake of change. This is just like him not spending the cap space over yep. the last summer exactly because there was no one worth spending it on no offense yes any nhl players that are listening to our podcast you are very good if you're in you the are NHL wonderful in the first place yes exactly mm-hmm. and we love most of you it's just is dave still with us politics of course i am <laughs> <laughs> he's found something did we hurt your eat. feelings <laughs> finished eating what are you talking about i'm listening <laughs> Okay, I just want to make sure we didn't hurt your feelings. I can't. I, what, we weren't even talking about me. Why should my feelings have bef- any I mean, bearing before, in this? Before. Jeez. We care about your feelings, Dave. You guys are so sensitive. <laughs> I can sit here as silent as a rock. A <laughs> I, I wasn't worried. <laughs> good. I respect that. I'm always worried about everyone's feelings. <laughs> I was appreciated, but no, I'm fine. I'm just I'm sitting and listening okay. to everyone's lovely voices and opinions. Um, I have two things. Two more things. <laughs> They're very quick. First, um, I found it interesting during the press conference that uh, Mark Bergman did not translate tunnel vision when he was speaking in French earlier. And I was like, maybe he just doesn't translate English idioms into French, which is fine, but I also was wondering why maybe he would use that if he was not speaking English, so but it, it was just interesting. Was he me? speaking French and then said tunnel vision? Yes, in the oh, in the middle of the sentence why. and then continued. Yeah. Uh, that's and a I was like, weird but, thing to translate. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of like, was... um, I'm sorry, go on, sorry. 
There's no, it's not an appropriate a, French translation. No. Yeah. To that and I guess idiom. It, since it's a it's a bilingual audience in general that they'd know what it means. Yeah. Yeah. So, like that's pretty quint- quintessential Franglish anyway. That's yeah. Like, happens yeah. all over Montreal. Yeah. We do that. My mom and I do that. We interject. We will be speaking in Spanish and then throw in our English terms and because there's just no other way to say it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It was just interesting. It was unexpected because I was I was watching it and I was trying to pick up as much as I could, but it was not mm-hmm. a lot. And then random English. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. We're moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have to say this because um, it just... It, this goes along with our goal here at Happy Hour. But um, I feel uh, like I know what you're going to say, and I'm really excited about it. I hope I'm right. If you're not, I'll bring it up after. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Joel Bouchard uh, was asked about his time um, being on TV um, uh, when he worked for the Montreal Media. I think he was Montreal Media. Am I wrong? He was a uh, commentator, I thought, with uh, RDS. With the RDS. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, with RDS. Okay, so not just. Montreal. But yeah, he was a commentator and he um he was asked about doing that and he said that being on TV and talking didn't help him bring anything to the fans. And hmm. he said that and certain people that we quarrel with whether it's <laughs> if whether it's publicly or just right. amongst ourselves um we're in that room um and it was it was slightly pointed, but par- I cheered in, like quietly in the in the mechanics waiting room um, <laughs> where I was watching the the press conference. Just because there has, I mean, people listening know like we are not the biggest fans of the Montreal media um, here at Happy Hour. We're just not uh, fans of negativity. Yeah, yeah. For the sake and of negativity, for the sake exactly. of negativity, and that's what's been going on. And um, Bouchard saying that just makes me think that he's not going to put up with anybody's tomfoolery <laughs> on in the media. And I, I hope that I'm right in that assumption. Um, if I'm not, it's fine. But it'll be interesting to see how, if, if, he, if at all, he reacts to what goes on there. But I just, I really liked that statement and it made me very happy. I feel like with the excitement of um, a coach of his caliber and sort of the breath of fresh air after Sylvain Lefebvre, um, how much attention he's going to be getting from sort of the the NHL media in Montreal because Laval is so close. <clears throat> And exactly how much he's how much he's going to tolerate because he feels he he seems like very um, sort of entrenched in his convictions and in in his thought process and everything else and I liked the way he again I liked the way he handled the press at his at the postmortem for the Armada on Tuesday 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 and. Um, just sort of everything that he has to say and it's nice because it seems like people even in the media who are very jaded and sort of looking for the for the quote that'll you know make people angry seems like they like what they're hearing too so it's sort of 
a new the dawn of a new day uh of course we still have to see who we're going to be getting and what the team's going to be looking like in october or what both teams going to be are going to be looking like in october but it just seems really refreshing and like there could be optimism among the fan base which is so important because it's such a fair weather fan base and that Mm -hmm. it's so important to the players that their fans be behind them and honestly though at this point like like i said we're six weeks into the off season and they promised change and they've brought nothing but change so far and that transparency also that they talked about with their press conference today to let us know everything that was happening so (laughs) i I, I, I honestly don't know at this point how you cannot be happy with what they're bringing. Um, it seems to be the way of the media and people to constantly be bringing up what has happened in the past. And I'm not totally sure what purpose that serves. Um, Zero. But if, if, we're con- if we're looking forward and looking to the future, then I don't know how you can be anything but positive about everything that's happened in the six weeks of off-season so far. Just to me bodes so well for this upcoming season and the future beyond that for this team. And, and we have bigger hot dogs. That's right. <laughs> Which and is we have key. yet to name our um JJ Daniel replacement. I'm What'd not you entirely say? sure that we're gonna get one. Ooh, what makes you say that? Uh uh hearsay a and a gut defense? feeling. Hmm. I'm not sure if that was a uh, that was gonna be in the uh, in the mix. I think I think though that it was mentioned. Um, didn't Bridge Van say say today? I saw our friend John, our buddy John, oh, our listener. Yeah, he said that uh, Bridge Van said Julian now has a blank check for that position. Who who he's gonna hire for that position and our. Um, one of our favorites, Arpin Basu, mentioned that, uh, you know, he sort of harkened back to uh, at the naming of Dominic Ducharme that Julian said he's going to be looking for his assistance and it's, it's not going to matter whether they are bilingual or francophone or whatever. He's just going to be looking for the best qualified people to fill those roles. So I do think that we still need somebody to coach the D hmm. might be getting somebody. I don't, I, I might be completely off. No, I'm just, uh, I'm looking through John's stuff now. I kind of, Oh yeah. And, uh, also at the Eagle dares. Good job today. Uh, translating the uh, great press yeah. conference. Thank you very Thank much. You so John. much, John. He's always helpful with that kind of stuff. I yeah. missed yeah. a good portion of it. So I might be wrong. I'm just reading through it now. Um, so, well, if that's the case, it would make sense to fill uh, the position. I, for some reason thought that it wasn't uh, going to be a thing to do, but I, my thought was that, Oh, maybe uh Kirk will take over the defense instead. I don't know. Um, Veronica was right. That was the literal quote that oh. John has written here. Claude has a blank check to pick the remaining coaching vacancy. For once, my memory doesn't fail me. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And didn't I see slash hear that um, Joel is also going to be able to to choose his assistants, assistant coaches for the well, AHL team for the AHL? Yes, isn't yes. that always the coach's call? I thought so until Julian didn't last year, and now I don't know anymore, so I yeah. refuse to comment. 
Yeah. It's all That's so what strange. my long comment was to say. I don't have a comment. It, like we've gone, we've, I've mentioned this in, in, you know, so long ago when we first began our podcast that I, it almost feels like they kind of knew that this year yeah. wasn't going to happen. And they just said, let's see how we do. <laughs> and we're sort of waiting until now for all of these pieces to fall into place. I mean, it's a nice narrative for, um, the Bergevin haters to say uh, all of these things are happening as a product of him being afraid for his own job. He's not afraid for his own job. He's got years left on his contract. He's going to get paid anyway. I was um, going to say, what's he afraid like, for? That he's going to be paid millions to sit yeah, and do exactly. nothing? Oh, no. <laughs> say it ain't so. I do. I And and it's, I it's nice to sort job. of. Yeah. It's nice to kill that <laughs> narrative, too, that. um you know, he's, he's, oh, I hope he realizes what he's done and what's gone wrong. Like, yeah, it looks like it. You know, obviously <laughs> we've got to see what's going to happen now at the draft. Um, there's been a lot of chatter lately about all of these other teams being likely destinations or more likely destinations for John Tavares. I was telling Dave the other night, John Tavares is coming to Montreal. Never been so certain of something in my entire life. Yeah. Full stop. The same. That's it. Period. The end, as Burge Van would say. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've talked too much, Dave. What? What's going on? What do you want? What are you talking about? What do you What do you got to say? Well, uh, in regards to what John Tavares coming to the Habs? Yes. Well, affirm affirmative. Yeah, that's that's the most likely thing to happen. I think. Granted, we were also talking, and we I had a counterpoint to that, and that is the rest <gasps> of the RFAs. That have to that may have to be signed, because there's money right. there. And JT, he's going to want to bring sexy back. That's going to be a sexy paycheck too. <laughs> and it's an interesting. I feel like uh, he's situation. not all about the money though. But see, uh, he has who suffered in Long who Island. Wouldn't, who wouldn't take a discount to play with Shea Weber and Carrie Price? Exactly. Yeah. I love and the, the thought. salt and pepper. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't someone thought of a name. The Salt and Pepper Dream Team. <laughs> Why can't we just the, call them Salt and Pepper? Salt and oh, Pepper. Taken. Oh, okay. it's taken. I'll take it. Oh. <laughs> the movers and salt and pepper shakers. That was really corny. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. We'll come back to this. <laughs> it's pretty good. So here's Listen, we've already coined Bergemaniacs. We can't that's be expected right. to have another oh. gold mine. That's People a, have spoken. That is a good thing to mention. Yes, yeah. uh, we are now known as hashtag Bergemaniacs, and you're going to be seeing that every <laughs> once in a while. Uh, thank you for all the people that voted in two, yes. count them, two rounds of voting. Thank you. And that was very fun. Thank you, everybody. And uh, I've had the song from Flashdance in my head wow. since we posted those polls. But Bergemaniac <laughs> is the lyric now in my head. <laughs> Bergemaniac. <laughs> Bye. The ice. There you go. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly it. Well, now I. Ooh, that's a good idea. Anyway, um, so in regards to JT, the thing that I'm looking at that makes me a little worried about it is this: Philip Deneau needs a new contract. He'll get one. I know, yeah. but that's he won't be expensive. I mean, so let's assume that Philip Deneau gets a two million for however many years. How about that? Five. Five years or five million? Years. Okay. So then we have Daniel Carr. I would like to sign him. I think he's great. 
I think he's a great player. Yeah, me too. But, you know, here's the other thing. Jacob Delarose needs a contract. He, too, mm. is going to want some cash. So I'm I'm thinking if the, if all three of these players conservatively want $2 million bucks a piece, that's, you know, $6 million off. And we have $13 million to play with. I don't think JT is going to play f- for the Habs with $7 million. What are those people currently making, though? Because exactly. for some of them, $2 million seems like an awful like lot. Like Delarose especially. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know if I'd... I don't know if I'd pay him $2 million. Well, His see, current cap hit is 725000 yes, That's exactly. quite the upgrade. It would be quite upgrade. a jump. <laughs> and I don't, know, I don't know that he he had a great season for him. I don't think he earned that big of a, a raise. And then another person I haven't even mentioned, but I don't think he's going to be back, is uh, Logan Shaw. No. He's, he's an RFA. Yeah, they're all RFAs. Mm-hmm. Except for uh, Alice Hemsky, which I also don't think he'll be back either. Alice Hemsky, I believe he'll be back. Um, I also believe he has the cutest little baby. He's got oh, the cutest baby. Oh, so. And his wife likes my tweets. Oh, that's Oh, yeah. That's yeah. A nice wifey. Thank you, Miss nice, Hemsky. Um, yes, that's a nice. I think that's a reason enough to try to keep him around, but he did not have, he, he didn't have an opportunity this season and it's no. not his fault. No. And I, I, I would love to see him get a chance and seems like a good guy that people like. So, I mean, people like to make fun of him, but I think that, um, he, it would be nice to see him around. I mean, he might take a contract somewhere else. I feel like Bergevin's history shows us that he probably won't be back. Even when he's had those guys who, you know, probably could have been a good signing, but that just didn't work out for you this year. They don't tend to come back. Mm-hmm. Aside so, from... guy. Yeah, I agree. Aside yeah. from... And not to interrupt, I'm sorry, but I was going to say no, that aside from Antony Yemi, he is also the oldest player on the team at 34. Oh, is he? Yes, he is. Um, is I he older than Shea, Shea Weber? He's older than Shea, Shea Weber. I thought Shea Weber was like... 80. Yeah. Well, remember 80? He's on the decline. Well, well, the thing is that the carbon dating came back for him. <laughs> and, um, oh my God. He's I can't wait for him to fuck shit up next season. Wow. That was Can a I, sentence I, I did fact. not know where it was going. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica's dropping F bombs like it's her I'm job sorry. tonight. It's, I know. It's beautiful. I thought this was the first one. That was the second one. Oh. Well, that's I, I noticed because the first one I was like, oh, good, we did one. So we're solid <laughs> now for the rest of the episode. We can't disappoint um, people. Oh, that's so bad. So good. I have a fun fact about the old men on our on the, our hockey team. Oh, yes. God. So Alice Hemsky was born on August 13th, 1983. And Shea Weber was born on August 14th. 1985. What the hell? Oh my god, I'm older than Shea Weber. <laughs> I must be almost dead, <laughs> according to Twitter. Well, we haven't got the carbon dating on you yet, so I'm a necromancer a sad and moment, I just raise you from the dead every week. <laughs> I'm going to ridicule you every chance you get. <laughs> get off the ice. <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just a. Um... A rotting husk of a human at this point, <laughs> apparently. If that's what you are, I wonder what I am. <laughs> uh, this is so stupid. It is stupid. 
is. Um, back to the. I think we were talking about the cap at one point. We were talking yeah, about the so cap. The salary so cap. Yeah. Philip Deneau's cap hit this year was under a million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to, to double him, I feel like might be a lot too. I don't know. Philip Deneau he's, is he's, the most he's interesting. A great hockey because the whole center situation is what makes me think uh, maybe they were going to want that guy. But the other thing is that too, is that these guys are going to be um, going through their agents talking about this and their agents are going to want, you know, whatever they can get depending on how RFA works is, works with them. I'm actually not sure. Mm-hmm. This is where my knowledge as it does in many other places plummets. Yeah. <laughs> um, another name that I've seen come up over the last like two days um, is uh, Jonathan Taves. I see that a lot too. Another JT. What's going on there? It's he's a center, and no, he, he's uh, a center. But but people like don't want him anymore just because of a bad season or a couple of bad seasons. I think like, he's is he not a UFA? I thought it was a UFA this season. No, he's signed until oh. like oh, the end is? of oh. time. Yeah, he's. Oh, I don't pay attention to the no movement was. Like twenty twenty four. I assumed that was a a trade scenario with the third oh. overall pick that was coming up. That was yeah, my guess. That <laughs> is a bad no. That's that's bad. Then I don't I don't I mean I don't I I don't have an, an issue with him personally. Um but I do not want to trade away the third oh, I I would not want the team to trade away the third overall. I did I didn't realize he wasn't a UFA. Unless we get the second overall. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know how that works, but in my in my dreams, we're we're getting either the second or the first. In my heart of hearts. Mhm. 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 I mean, this is our year. Every, apparently, everybody. Apparently, ever. nothing's untouchable in Carolina. So yeah, yeah, a lot of talk about that uh, as well. I mean, the only person that they're not willing to trade apparently is Sebastian uh, Aho, which. Okay, makes sense. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't know the Carolina roster. He is pretty great. Where Did you know there's from? two of him? Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you know how freaking confusing that is? He has a twin. No, no there's, there's literally two. Sebastian... Yeah, two Sebastian Ajos in the NHL. Doesn't Holy... another one play for the Islanders? I don't know. I just find it oh, so confusing. I can't keep any part of it straight. <laughs> I can't even follow this conversation. <laughs> Sebastian, two Sebastian Ajos. Yes. yes, one is um, is a right wing, and the other one is a defenseman, and he plays for the Islanders. Yeah, I was right. One of them is wow. Finnish, one of them is Swedish. Oh, my God. How bizarre is that? Barry, in the NHL. Yeah, I don't like that. No, I just like it. One of them needs to change their names. Yeah. <laughs> we did this at work. There's a Kaylee that just had a Kayla, so we just started calling Kaylee Rhonda. <laughs> like, Whoa. you just picked a name. Yeah, we're like, those are too close. We can't have two of you. Sorry. Yeah. Too we bad. have so two sad. Sarahs at work, too, and one of them is new, and we said, well, you, you have to change your name, or what do you want <laughs> us to call you? And so we're going to call her by her initials. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> We just yeah. picked a name arbitrarily, and Otherwise, that's what we call her now. <laughs> that's funny. It's pretty um, good. I usually don't run into other Elizabeths, so it's not usually a problem. People yeah, just tell Beth. me that it's their middle name. It's true. It's true. Jeez. And I, I don't ever, ever run into Veronica's. 
Yeah, I've never met another Ashley. <laughs> oh, wait. You must be joking. Oh, I have wait. two cousins named Ashley. I was just thinking, wow, maybe Ashley's not popular in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Even in grad school, I was always Ashley last initial. Oh. I <laughs> actually, I have a cousin named Ashley as well. I don't. Everybody. Oh, I was going to say, everybody. I've got, has a I've got an Ashley. extra one, Veronica, so you. <laughs> Most of my cousins are named Fernando. Oh, that's basic. So are they a boy band? <laughs> are they an ABBA? <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite songs, by the way. ABBA songs. It's a good one. Nice. So I had something else semi-Habs related, but actually not really to mention. And uh, this deals with one of our beloved players, former players, David DeHarnay. He is finished with his NHL career, and he'll be moving over to the KHL. Now. And I need somebody to uh, to look something up or tell me if I'm right or wrong. Did he recently have a child? I don't know. I haven't heard that. Weird. Why would you say that? Because <gasps> I saw a picture of him with a kid. Isabelle in... Desjardins and David... David Dernay, son parent. Aha. And this is dated uh, July 15th, 2017. Um, oh my God, I'm way off. Old news. Oh, it's dated July 17th. They had their baby, a little boy, on July the 10th. So he's about to turn one year, and his name is Victor. Oh, I saw a picture of his child with. And he, there was a lady oh of. Oh my god, the baby is so cute. So good. And I saw the picture. I'm like, oh, that's either a newborn or not. And I wanted to mention it. Good job, Davy. Yeah. He's Great. a daddy. Yeah. That's either a newborn or not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those are the or options. Not newborn. <laughs> Listen, uh, there are some things in my mind that I have uh, labeled in black and white, and that's one of them. Baby? <laughs> Not baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is it Yanni or Laurel? No, we're not oh, talking no. about this at all. I don't no. dare. Was, that was a joke. There's <laughs> no coming back from that. Once again, I was disappointed by humanity and the internet in general. I only caught a bit of that yesterday and I was like, I'm not, I'm not. You're so wise. I worked. <laughs> I worked, so I missed a lot of it. Good, good. That that's better. I heard a thing where they were saying Laurel, Laurel, and I'm like, and everybody's like, I hear Yanny, and I'm like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Apparently, dogs hear Yanny, and normal people hear Laurel. So, <laughs> so then, how do we know? I'll play it depends. It it depends on your speakers. It's whether you're hearing the higher tones or the lower tones. It's really not that frequency. It's actually. not that deep. Yeah. Yeah. People spent a lot of time on it's that. no it's no white or gold dress, let me tell you that. What well, Yeah. White and gold. Mm -hmm. Which it was, Kid. by the way. Dave, are you growling? I just you know that you know whenever your computer crashes and when it's making a sound? That's what I was just doing. Because my brain just reset as soon as I heard I that dress argument. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, 
what 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 angers me more about this is that some sadistic son of a bitch decided to create that sound file and make it so and then he was like let me share this what do you hear and it became a worldwide firestorm <laughs> some people want to watch the world burn well they exist and that's one of them and to uh do the uh uh what's that called the contrarian what's the the counterpoint, the uh, devil's advocate. Yes. To play devil's advocate. Oh, God. Devil's advocate. With all this shit that's going on on the internet and in the world these days, it's okay to have that kind of little distraction where everybody's thinking about something else for a little while. At Disagreed. Least. <laughs> no, I. that's one of the things we do not need either. It's like famine. It's like famine, gen genocide, <laughs> a locusts. The Laurel Yanni dispute. It's like, I'd rather have the other three than have to deal with this nonsense. Oh, oh, I want a UN resolution God. on this. All right. All right. All right. I'm, so I'm sorry. Okay. But you did, Beth. I just wanted to make a joke. At what cost? At what cost? Apparently your happiness. <laughs> I'm still happy. I'm just angry. Oh, God. I don't. You're happy that? because you get to be angry, and that makes you a true a Cubs fan. fan. Oh. <laughs> you guys know me so Not well. Granted, I am about to get very sad right now because uh oh, it is time to have our thoughts of the week. Oh, can I go first? You may. I don't yes. want anybody to steal mine. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> this is the only thing I've got. Um. So I have. Nikolai Delorier announced that he and his family are expecting an, a third baby. What? Oh, I saw that. Today. It was so cute, too. It's the little cute. photo. He's already mm. a dad twice? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. He has oh thing one and God. thing two, and he, now they're going to have thing more. three. He seems like the type of dad that you, you want to have at pool parties because he'll just throw the kids Yeah. all the time. For sure. Definitely. Absolutely. Those are my favorites. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good one. I like that. Congratulations, uh, DeLaurier. Um, I'll go next because Beth actually provided my Happy Habs thing of the week this week. Um, and that was her lovely post of zooming in on Mark Bergevin's <laughs> arms in his lovely blue plaid suit. Um, demanding that we all take a minute to appreciate the uh, wonderful view that that provided. I'm the glad end. you enjoyed that. <laughs> Was that what you were talking about earlier? That's 100% what I thought you were going to bring up. And then you brought up a serious point. I'm like, no, I can't say that now. Oh, God. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, if you heard random clicking, I actually just flung my headphones out of my ears. So. <laughs> That's In what that excitement? weird noise was. In my excitement, yeah. You could have gotten away with that one. Oh, you're right. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Not it. Next. Is it you uh, or me? It's you. I have, I have, I'm going to try to keep it short, but it was something that I wanted to bring up earlier. And that is that with all of the uh, sort of changes that have been going on that we've all been talking about all podcast long, um, one of my deepest wishes is for 
the hand base, hand base, the fan base to reunite <laughs> and get behind our team again. Um, I was thinking today about an older gentleman that I met when I was in Costa Rica. We went to the mud bass one day and he and I struck up a conversation about how fucking hot one of the tubs was. And um, we were talking, talking, talking. And I said, oh, you know, I'm from Vancouver. Can we were we speaking pause in one second. Did you say mud baths? Oh, yeah. So it's like these natural, um, uh, what are they called? The, the Natural springs. Springs. Yeah. Hot springs yeah. or whatever. Um, so you go there and you go into sort of different temperature water and sit and then you coat yourself in mud and then, you know, you sort of let, there's all kinds of nutrients and minerals and all of this like really, really good stuff in the mud and then you rinse off again and then you have to soak again and it's like you can do it for a whole day and it's so awesome. So we went and did that one day. So I came, there was one guy who was telling me like, I was like, I am not getting in that. It was like whatever how hot it was, I don't know, in Fahrenheit, but it was like 40 degrees or something like that. Ooh, I eventually uh, did. Hot. Yeah, you just kind of have to dip your toe and then sink into it. So I finally got into it, and this guy who was there with like a whole bunch of people like in his family or whatever, we struck up a conversation, and he, we eventually got to the point where he said that I told him that I was in Vancouver, and he told me, oh, my daughter's in Victoria. I hate Victoria because she's, you know, you know, her, her husband is from there. And so now she's so far away from me. And I go, Oh, where are you from? And he goes, Montreal. Mm. So what was my question? Are you a Habs fan? Are you a Habs fan? And he goes to me, Oh, is it okay to admit that in public? And I'm like, oh my Aww. god, you too, Aww. you too, sir. You're you're afraid. So obviously that means yes, you're a Habs fan. And so then he proceeded to tell me all of these, you know, going hearkening back to the glory days and everything else, and how angry he is about how everything is now. And he's just sort of like, I was just telling him like, oh my god, lighten up, like things are going to change, and what you know. Anyway. So I just feel like with everything that's happening now, I feel like we might be um, on the road to coalescing again. And, um, you know, obviously still a lot has to happen. And, you know, UFAs and RFAs and the draft and whatever is going to happen over the summer with the trades and everything else. But I'm really optimistic. And what I am, one of the things that I'm most looking forward to is all of us being on all on the same side again. And it just kind of felt like that briefly, except for some, you know, exceptions. It felt like that today. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. nice seeing uh, everybody happy about uh, Joao Bouchard being uh, mm -hmm. named the Laval coach. Agreed. Mm -hmm. And oh. sort of agreeing on that, th th that on top of the Ducharme naming as well, mm -hmm. as being super positive things going forward. Absolutely. I'm done. I like that. That's good. I like all of those so far. Um, I was very happy with uh, another uh, bit from the uh, Canadiens' uh, social media push in their story about Carey Price and his former coach. Mm -hmm. I they... missed that. Oh, wait. 
you, oh, it, like I think it it was either the Habs or the NHL uh, dot com website did a road to the NHL for Carey Price, and they were talking <gasps> about how uh, his coach from the Tri City Americans, uh, they oh, yeah. I think they had like a a dual. Uh, uh, interview with both of them, or they just interviewed uh, Don uh, Nakbar, uh, that coaches the <laughs> Tri City Americans. Sorry, Nashbar or Nakbar? Nak Nash? I don't know. Nakbar. Akbar. No. That's fun to say. It's it is Admiral? a good one. Admiral Akbar. Uh, <laughs> I have no listen, idea what you're talking about. It is May the seventeenth. Oh, I missed it. It's it's okay. We still respect you, but no, it was just a cool video. About um yeah his former coach talking about uh, coaching Carrie back in the day and you know just proud of who Carrie is today, as we all are. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. It's right on uh, Habs TV. If anyone missed it. I am linking it up right now so that I can watch it when we're done. Awesome. Perfect. I have to go check it out. Yeah. Oh, did you guys hear that through the speakers? Yikes. What's that? Okay, I'll watch it later. Nothing. Oh, okay. I heard Lucky drinking earlier, but it made me it made me happy. <laughs> and I don't know if anyone else heard, but um, I heard Angus a few times tonight. Oh, oh my there God. he goes again! I, I warned you beforehand. He's yes, been chatting all night. That's okay. Cool. You never have to. He likes to, to be included. You never exactly. have to warn us. He has I don't even <laughs> Nice. So I think that uh about wraps it up uh tonight with the uh happy hour uh the main point of uh attraction tonight was a uh, joao bouchard coming in and Yay. uh yeah thank you everyone for listening thanks thank for tuning you. in thank you you're all the thank best you. and we're tina, gonna have you're the best tina you're also <laughs> awesome and we have to be careful too because there's a tina that comments and listens to all our stuff on soundcloud and oh, i don't know if it and tina, if that's the same like tina though tina blizzard oh my god <laughs> She is great. Do you know her personally? <laughs> what? No, I don't. Oh, okay. But she's on our SoundCloud, like, subscribe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And she likes all her stuff. Yeah. On SoundCloud. She's great. Yeah, she is. And we super appreciate all the comments on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Really we appreciate do. you guys. Yes, you do. Bringing your opinions, too. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So great. Thank you guys so much. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week talking about stuff. Bye. 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 Bye.